welcome to Let's Talk It All. I'm Anvil, and guess what? I'm Jeff, and I'm back. <laughs> All right, we're back together again, so this is going to be like probably, probably an interesting show. Like hepatitis, you know. Hepatitis. Gonorrhea. <laughs> Things that just go together. Go you together, know what I'm saying? Yeah. Sip and list. So, hot pro with my pee Anyways, so, yeah, it's another show. We're back together. We're... Semi-healthy, I think you're feeling better. I, I don't know. I think, I think the virus is making its way back to our household. I know Lonnie was out sick today and stayed home, and but uh, we're trying to stay ahead of it now. Um, yeah, this is very healthy. We're really planning anything. We're just going to talk today. We are just going to bounce talk. different bounce things going on. Off um, so, yeah, uh, I apologize if we're going to... Get back into it sometimes the guns issue, but that's still a hot topic. We're two weeks. Oh, absolutely. We are two weeks that. past the school shooting, yep. and this thing still dominates, dominates the news. How do you feel about the twenty-one-year-old thing? Um, you know what? I can, and I, and I don't want people to say, "Oh, you're caving." Um, I can live with that because, in my mind. If a 19-year-old is going to do it, they're going to find a gun. We're just saying we're not going to make it as easy for you. Like, if you want to go and shoot up school, we're going to make it, you know, we're going to make it an inconvenience for you to do that. Um, I can live with the 21, but I also see the argument that we we ask kids to serve the military at 21 or 18. 18. Um, And 17 if your parents allow you to. Right. And I I get that, and I get that's why I think I saw something where... um, some of the military folk are a little put out by the fact that they're going to let that slide. Um, and I'm not I'm not opposed to background checks either. I I had to go through an extensive background check to get my gaming license. I, was, I, probably, had, I probably had a more in-depth background check to get my gaming license than I did to have my pistol permit and or buy a firearm. And I don't know whether that's good or bad. I don't have anything to hide. I haven't done anything that would warrant not having it. Um, I will say hats off to the Florida legislature. Um, they have to be under incredible scrutiny at this point and pressure, and they refuse to immediately run down the let's ban it road lawmaking. Um, that's why I guess I can I can I can live with the twenty one. I can live with what they've done so far. Uh, meanwhile, our national government. Has run down the let's ban it road. Yeah, um, I believe yeah. yesterday, the day before, it hit the whatever the news feed, the internet, the social media uh, that the House of Representatives has introduced a 2018 gun ban bill. Um, you know, and again, I've been I've been hip deep in the social media craziness. Uh, every opportunity I have, you know. I jump in when they start talking the nonsense and give my point of view and refute it and argue it and go down it. And what I always hear is, oh, we're not talking about ban, we're talking about responsible gun ownership and, you know, re- you know, regulating how the background check. You're talking about bans. I don't care what you're saying. You're talking about bans. And the fact that the U.S. government just proved that says it all the more. And then even, even, the, even the ones that are arguing it say it. Like, well, we want better background checks, but ban the assault weapons. The assault weapons, which is just a nonsense term. It's not an assault weapon. It's a semi-automatic rifle. There's lots of them out there. 
Um, you know, it's it's cosmetics. Uh, even even now, even now, I'm not saying good, bad, or indifferent, but they banned the cosmetics of what an AR-15 looks like, and then they just found a way around it. They still produced AR-15. It looks funky the way it's set up. I don't know if everyone's seen the pictures of the new AR-15s that 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 conform to the law, but. It's still, it's still a semi-automatic rifle. You, you've done nothing. You've done nothing except inconvenience people and potentially take what were once law-abiding citizens and now make them criminals. Yeah, I, uh, I, uh, I have kind of mixed emotions on all of this. I get it. You uh, got I, a kid in school. You I, got, I got I, grandkids. Actually, it's not even because of that. Um, I have mixed emotions. You know, I'd be okay with the 21-year-old thing. I would if. The uh, draft age was turned to 21 as well. I'd be okay with that. If you change the draft law from 18 to 21, I'm on board. Second point I have to make is, this is more of a philosophical type of argument, I guess. Um, I would love, and I haven't had time to do this. Uh, I meant to. I just I explained to you all the stuff I was going through. I just didn't have time. But I really want to do a study of percentages of abortions um, for that school district. Um, you know, how many kids would have been were aborted, you know, uh, up ten years ago uh, that would have been in that class, you know, in that particular area, right. you know, and uh, trying to like put a correlation there of, you know, the kid walked in, you know, start killing other kids, and we already killed it, some of the kids, so, you know, what's so bad? Did we kill more than seventeen? Did we kill more than seventeen? Did we kill more than seventeen? Of course, is what my point was going. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and um, and again, we are (laughs) six and a half minutes in. Actually, honestly, folks, um, I had actually sent Jeff a text uh, last week, and that was when we were in the in really in the heated argument about things, and uh, and I, I was looking at statistics and and things like that, and different kinds of deaths and how many were abortions and how many were accidental and how many were malpractice and things like that. And, uh, I've been, I've been dodging the bullet, forgive the pun, (laughs) for, for the better part of a year and a half with Jeff. But I'm like, Hey dude, let's do the abortion show this week. (laughs) I was like, yeah, I'm not really feeling up to it. Yeah. This wasn't in the correct mental um, state. I was sick still, I think at that time, my mind wasn't quite working. I and I think I got into it because and I'm not I'm not pro abortion, I'm not anti abortion either. I think there are You're a pussy. I I am, I am, I get it. I get it. I just, <laughs> just kidding, man. Um I think there are I think there are I think there are legitimate reasons. I think there are medical reasons that you need to be done. I get sometimes you Make a mistake, and I'm not saying that's right, but I guess if we were to look at the potential quality of life of the child, you know, parents that wouldn't want it, didn't love it. We got a lot of that going on right now. We don't have enough people now to adopt the kids we have. And I'm not saying abortion's the answer, but I think. But you need a permit to have a handgun. Well, and this is where I'm going. And this is where I'm going. I'll just stop. So, so. My thought was, you know what, we need to, we need to, you know, take the same attitude with 
abortions that we take with, you know, with the guns and make reasonable, reasonable demands, reasonable restrictions, reasonable requests. So, you know, how would the general liberal population feel if I, if they were to introduce, you know what, we get it, abortions happen for whatever reason, but for voluntary abortions, upon your second one, you also sterilized so that this will not happen again. Hmm. I get it, mistakes happen. Young kids make mistakes, things like that. First one, you get them all again. Send them back to God. Send them back to God. <laughs> God will love them. God will take care of them. Second one, if you still feel that you didn't want to have the kid, we got no problem doing the abortion, but we're also going to sterilize you in the process. Do you know the shitstorm that would fly about that? About sterilizing your population. But my, my point is, why wouldn't we? Why wouldn't we say you've had... We gave you a chance. You had another chance to be responsible, and you weren't. We're we're going to step in and make sure that you never have to do this again. Voluntary, life-threatening emergencies, things like that. That's a whole different thing. But it's a start. It's a start. You know, it's a start. You know, to get there. You know, hundred and fifty thousand in the first two months of two thousand eighteen. And these are stats I threw out in the last couple shows I did. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. A lot of people are making mistakes. How many are repeat offenders? How many have we have we still not gotten the message of safe sex and abstinence through to our kids? And Alana and I were discussing this while she was making me help her clean the kitchen. And <laughs> and uh, I started to go down this road, and she's like. You know what? She goes then make make contraceptive measures insurance payable. Include them on the insurance like they wanted to. And I got no problem with that. And I get the Catholic Church had a big big shitstorm about when Obama threw it into the Obamacare and this that. But as far as that goes, you know what? If if you're giving me the option of being able to curtail abortions and the payoff is that we make the pill available through the insurance or diaphragms or whatever, I'm good with the insurance. I'm good with my insurance. They're, they're paying for a lot of stupid shit anyways. I'm good with my insurance picking up the cost of that. If we can put some reasonable restrictions, I don't want to say restrictions, but yeah, reasonable guidelines on getting abortions. Um, yeah, I'm good with that. And the Catholic Church, you know what? Don't even get me started, Jeff. I know you're Catholic. But you know what? And I'm going to say this. Attack on I'm Jeff. Gonna, no, Jeff, I know you're Catholic. <laughs> I'm not coming after you directly. But you know what? And this is going to draw email. And the email can go The email can go to ltiaradioshow at gmail.com. That's where the email can go. But you know what? Why? Why is the Catholic Church so bent and repopulating the earth. We've done it. Trust me. However many billion people we got on earth, we've repopulated it. Unless it's to keep a fresh supply of young boys and girls available for the priests. Oh, ouch. Oh. I'm just saying. 
<laughs> why? Why? Well, well, I, okay, well, go ahead. No, I'm, right, I'm right, sure right. you got an, I'm sure you got an age for this. Well, well first off, um, I grew up Catholic, but I think you know I don't really practice it anymore. There you go. Um, uh, I have a lot of problems with the Catholic Church uh, and the way it's run and how it's run. And uh, I do not think the Catholic Church is run the way that uh, Jesus Christ had intended for things oh, to be done. Um, I mean, the Gnostic Bibles alone, even by you know uh, Mary Magdalene, her own Gnostic Bible, uh, which is banned by the Catholic Church for scriptures. Uh, I have the Gospel according to Judas, which is gigantically banned. You know, it doesn't. It, it, it's all forgery, even though with dates, carbon dated uh, to be the second oldest <laughs> text, <laughs> text yeah. for the New Testament. Um, these are the things uh, I have a problem with the Catholic Church and the Christian, uh, you know, uh, reality uh, and faith to begin with. So I don't, uh, I don't really support uh, their beliefs on a lot okay. of things. Just so you're aware, um, if anything, I come ahead with them more than anything. Um, I really believe that there is some truth that women were supposed to be at the church. I think there's some truth to that. Um, but that's just my opinion. Um, and again, that's a whole, that's a gigantic show right there. You know, we'll to open that Pandora's box oh, sometime. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that'll, be, yeah, that'll be fun. Uh, but uh, what else can you say? Um, <laughs> the priests, the pedophiles. The, oh, well, yeah, and, that's and another this, problem. I mean, and this like, is a huge factors, problem because they do nothing about well, that. Oh, and here, my, see here, when I was they a They do nothing about that. My priest, his name was Father Dave, okay? okay? He looked like Jesus. I mean, the guy literally looked like Jesus. And everyone loved Father Dave. Hey. But even as a kid, I knew he was a little bit different. Different. Okay? And, uh, I mean, what priest drives around the BMW with black leather gloves, sunglasses, and a black outfit? He had a BMW Although, black. It was all tinted out. Although, I, I will say, <laughs> I would expect Jesus to be driving around a BMW. Right, right. But, but anyways. Right, okay, so here's the thing. So And then he has this aide that lives with him. Okay, this guy is the geekiest motherfucker you've seen in life. Big glasses, you know, and always, always give me the dirty looks or the other kids' dirty looks. Like, and I was like, what the fuck's this guy problem, you know? He's living, he's living the same thing with the pre. It didn't make any sense. And then it turns out years later, all this stuff comes out about the child molestations. Oh, and I, I have to admit that Father Dave tried to get me to become an altar boy. All right, I was an usher. And there was a rule in church I wasn't old enough to be an usher. So Father Dave actually came over for dinner a few times at the house. Kept calling the house to get me to become an altar boy. And what Father Dave would do would take all the children, all the altar boys, and making this up, he had a cabin on a lake. And he would take them up every summer on the cabin on a speedboat up to the lake. Okay? And uh, what did Father Dave get disemboweled by the Catholic Church for? Screwing around with altar boys. All came out a few years oh, ago. Oh, Father yeah. Dave, Father Dave, Father yeah. Dave. So Father Dave was a sick Father bastard. Father Dave, Father Dave, Father Dave. Um, so I had my own issues. I was almost one of those poor little victims. But, you know, there was a little voice inside of Jeffrey's head going, this is a bad idea. Don't go with Father Dave. Father Dave wants to hurt you. <laughs> Father <laughs> Dave wants to Well, I think, that I think that Father Dave's pecker in my ass at that age probably would hurt a little. <laughs> I don't know. It depends on how Father Dave was built. Yeah, but anyway. shut the holy staff. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. Um, yeah, there was some stuff. Again, I I'm sorry about the fact that we can't trust news anymore. Oh, I just completely so, it's all fake. Whether we read it. So I'm not trying to be Trump. I'm serious. Like, people, if, if you really we, have, it's it's nuts what they're doing right now. Absolutely batshit crazy fake shit. So I'm going to tell you straight up that we are trying to give you the best information we can. I try not to just take one source and run with it. If, it, if I feel a little hinky about the story, I'll try to see if there's other sources. 
but keep in mind the information we're giving you is from the most common best source of information available today. It's not the fact that we're trying to mess with you, but we're just trying to relay to you what's out there and other people are seeing. But there's been several stories about the church not feeling at all responsible for their priests and their actions. And uh, I will tell you, I'm a full supporter of the Second Amendment, but I got no problem walking up to a piece of shit like this Nicholas Cruz and putting one or two in the brain pan. I will, I will, I will, I will address the issue within my own belief. Just slapping his head. I got no problem doing that. If he did the, if he did do this, and again, again, more news stories coming out now. A second shooter. Yeah. Whole thing now. We're two weeks into this fucking thing. Second shooter. And they're saying the second shooter was built for combat. Yeah. Have you seen Have you seen this yeah. interview yeah. with There's the teacher? There's so much stuff. Out there right now about Did that. you see the post I put out there just to get so get people fired up? Which one was it? You the, I found shit. a I found a I know I found a picture of uh, I don't know some kind of futuristic armor. Oh yeah, I did thing, see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said it was a uh, uh, shooting shooting victim teacher shooting victim describes experimental Russian armor and <laughs> armor and weapon in a in a Russian attempted. To distract from the from the cover up, just see if they would get any traction. I don't think it did, but I just see if anyone picked up on this and any shit about that. But um, she's been very pointed out with her story that this was this is not just some kid in a polo and shorts shooting. This was this was a hard armored. She thought it was a cop actually. She thought it was a police officer, SWAT officer. But so is there a second shooter? And if there is. Why is it taking two weeks for this to come out? And then now we got the the resource officer. And if he was a resource officer assigned there, why didn't that come out in the first couple days? Right. That came out almost a week later. And now we're finding out four more deputies from the county showed up and didn't go in. What kind of bullshit is that? Oh, uh, I I don't get that. I don't. What are we? What were you paying them for? And, you want to boycott the NRA? I would boycott Broward County. I wouldn't pay taxes anymore yeah, until sure. they until they fired everyone in the sheriff's department, rehired them. The people well, that are confident, gonna have, confident gonna, people gonna yeah. have stones to face a shooter, and then and then I see all these dumbass posts, and this this just just screams the ignorance of people. They say, "Well, they only had pistol, rifle, or shot or firearms. They only had handguns going against an AR-15." Really? It's a gun, you effing moron. It's a gun. And, and here, here's a little news flash. AR-15 shoots a 223 bullet. 223 means it's diameter, 0.223. Police carry a minimum of 9 millimeter, which is a 0.38 caliber bullet. It's the same size as a 38. 9 millimeter, 38, 357. All these bullets are the same caliber, same size. So the handgun bullet is actually bigger. Handgun's more controlled but more effective in a closer word combat yep. than an AR-15. Yep. And if these, in this day and age, in this day and age, if these law enforcement officers haven't been trained how to go head-to-head -head with an 
uh, semi-automatic rifle. They shouldn't be in the first place. So don't say, oh, well, they just had a handgun and it was a, it was an assault weapon. Whatever. You don't know the first thing about handguns. You don't know the first thing about rifles. You don't know the first thing about firing. All it takes is one shot. Yeah, I can. Uh, one well-played shot will stop a bazooka. Uh, two of my uh, close friends are uh, Broome County sheriffs. So I'm not going to name them. And uh, we actually ran a Bigfoot investigation a few years back with a private investigator. So the three of us, and actually Heather went as well, went up in the Adirondack Mountains. And uh, long story short, we were sitting around the fire one night and we were chatting about police work and how they interact with blind people or deaf people. And their biggest uh, complaint, and this is for our local police force, by the way, Broome County sheriffs, was that they have extensive training in how to shoot guns and how to kill people and how to take people down. They're actually, our broom, I can actually say this from my perspective, I know they're trained to deal with severe uh, incidents, maybe of this caliber, uh, from what they've described to me. What their biggest complaint was, though, they're not dealt, they're not trained in how to deal with people with mental issues. They're not trained how to deal with people that are deaf. They're not trained to deal with people who are blind. You know, they're not, uh, people are uh, uh, incredibly uh, high on drugs. They're not dealt how to deal with that, or how to deal with to kill people. They're trained extensively in our area. Okay, he's got a gun or he has a knife, take him down. This is how you do it, do it quickly. This is what they're trained to do. Uh, I'm just, you know, I'm not sure why that's not happening down in Florida, but I can say up here, because I heard the complaints firsthand. Well, you know. And here's, while we're talking about this, now we're talking about, we had two hours to talk about crap, so we're going to do that. <laughs> it's good that this has happened because I know, and now we're going to go back. Let's see, I turned 53 last week. So we're going to dial the, the Wayback Machine to about 30 years ago in Broome County. So I was 23, 24, 25. Um, so back in the mid-80s, early 80s, uh, when things started to get a little, little dicey, things started happening, uh, a lot of law enforcement agencies weren't trained on how to deal. Like they had SWAT teams and whatever, but they weren't they weren't they weren't geared up to deal with that one random element in society that's going to cause havoc. And uh, a friend of mine uh, was also in law enforcement, and uh, he would help them train. He was he was uh, he was the the bad guy on things. And uh, once in a while, I would I would I would help him. I would do things and. That's why I, I had some hands-on with this. Um, but but he represented, we represented the wild card, the, the, uh, the element in society that they weren't ready for. Um, and things didn't always go so well for the good guys. I will say that uh, they thought they were trained, but they were trained based on a set of rules and a set of guidelines that didn't take into effect that people are creative. People are, when they are determined, they will find ways to do things. And they weren't ready to deal, to improvise when met with that. I know, uh, I know they did a, a house barricade situation uh, with him at one day, one day. And um, he, he, he wasn't right. He was, he, He's not right in the head sometimes, and uh, I think he took out 70% of the team that was coming after him before they finally got him. Um, 
and he would set up. He would set up booby traps. He would set up uh, false false flags where he might be in the house. Um, they just weren't ready, and then they've they've I think they've gotten better. I think through those exercises with him and over the years, we think about it, they've gotten more aware of what's going on. I will tell you, um, at the time, a lot of these departments weren't geared up for this kind of thing either. There were there were definitely more civilians out there with better armories than our local police departments. Not that anything ever happened in Bloom County with that, per se. There was the incident out at the uh, Civic Center back in 2006, 2007. Guy went in, shot up a bunch of it. It was like. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, it was right down. You know, I actually, believe it or not, I had been I'm late. Sure. I just got laid off from my job at the Christmas shop as a manager yeah. uh, for the managers. So this is when the economy tanked. We got laid off. And this actually happened two days later. Christmas tree shops, like the corporate people, mm -hmm. called the store to make sure none of us are the shooters. I kid you not. I am We're not. And even my own brother, you know, he's like in the Coast Guard. He's got cute clearance. You know, he does Homeland Security for the Coast Guard. He called. He's like, hey. <laughs> I mean, like, well, you know what I'm saying? I'm yeah. like, are you kidding me? You think I'd go nuts and start blowing people away? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, and again, it was, you know, it was the 80s. It was, a lot of stuff was new, but the, again, this is, uh, we've come a long way since then. But I'll tell you, back then, uh, my group of friends, we played paintball. I don't know if everyone's familiar with paintball. I know they still play it now. It's a little bit different. But back then, it was called Capture the Flag. You have a group yeah, of guys yeah, here, a group yeah. of guys there. Yeah, all the time as a kid. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so Jeff knows what I'm talking about. With the priest. With the priest. <laughs> capture. I said capture the flag, and I capture the fag. Sorry. Um, uh, our group, we, and a lot, a lot of groups wouldn't play against us after the after once, and we actually got kicked out of some areas that, that, that played the game. But we were never interested in capturing the flag. We were more interested in them. In a body count, like right, a our, our goal, our goal was to eliminate the, the other team. Yeah. Really didn't care about the flag. If we want to, but yeah, so, so and we used to, we used to go in and just, I, I we were assholes. Like we would show up. We had a, uh, one of the guys had like a generic box of garbage can liners, except out of had written body bags, and that's we walk in and throw that down at the front of by our table just. Box and body bags for not right and shit like that, and um, you know we just I think uh, we were one of the first ones to have a fully automatic paint gun in the area around anywhere. It was actually a uh, it, was, it was one of the first generation of the uh, law enforcement simulator guns. Uh, it looked like a Mac ten, fired thirty eight caliber pellets out of a primer fired bullet. They heard. They heard. It sounded like the real thing was going off. So, uh, you know, that freaked out some of the people when we were doing it. Um, I think I, I don't know if I post. I don't think I posted it. I don't think I posted on on our page. But uh, I know at one point I had a Mr. T mask. Like the first round that I would play, I had a Mr. T mask I'd wear, 
Now he's covered head to toe in clothes, so all he saw was Mr. T. So first of all, you think there's this big black guy looks like Mr. T playing on the other team. And then the second game that when you was out, out off, it'd be funny listening to the other team talk. Yeah, they got this guy, looks like Mr. T, just running around, going off. And we used to have all kinds of fun with that. But point being, the people that I knew were probably the forerunners to like what we call now the preppers and the doomsday sayers and all that kind of stuff. Right, right. And um, I'll tell you, I in in the middle eighties, uh, I had a select cash, and I got rid of most of them over the years. Um, but I had everything from a semi-automatic Uzi that fit in a briefcase up to an AR-15, and a bunch of other semi-automatic assault weapons, and uh, never, never shot anyone with them. Hmm. You know? Good for you. Well, you know, <laughs> just didn't do anything to do with that. Yeah, that's a bad idea. So, yeah. but things have changed, and, yeah. and we're, we're down that road, and, you know, things are a little crazier now, but, um, it's a person using it. Yeah, I mean, you know, you can say, oh, it's a tool. It's, it is a person that's using it. Yeah. Absolutely 100% the person using it. Yeah. Either you are committed to not doing the wrong thing or you're committed to doing the wrong thing. Right. And, and I am not a pacifist. I get angry. I get mad at people. I get frustrated. I get annoyed. But I don't get to the point that I said, oh, I'm going to get my gun and go shoot something up. I was picked out in high school. I was not part of any clique, and I know I talked about this last show. I was, I won't say I was bullied, but I took a lot of, I took, I took grief. I took nonsense from the cool kids. Um, I just decided I didn't want to hang with them anyways. I found new groups of people to hang out with and do things with and whatever. That's... You know, that's so it is, it is the person, it is the fact that how we bring people up. Um, and to a point, we we coddle the kid being bullied. I'm not saying bullying is right, but it does expose you to, to the real world. Yeah. And the world's not a nice place. It gets you on your knees and keep you there. It'll beat you down to the level level. Yeah, it's there, life. There's it's there's life. Is, you know, we can't, it's nice to have someone protect you, yeah, but, you know, while you're growing up with it. But once you get to the real world, you yeah. gotta, you gotta be able to have a coping mechanism. Yeah. And that can't be to shoot things up. I don't think kids today are being taught well in our schools at all. I think it's too much baby, babying and all that crap. And you look at it in the last election, they had to have, you know, uh, safe spaces on campus because they couldn't handle Trump one. I mean, like this is what we're. You know, where these are going to be our future leaders, these big pussies. And this is because of the school, I mean, part of the school system. I mean, like, coddle everybody. You know, it's bullshit, okay? Guess what? You're not gifted. Guess what? You're not the brightest kid. Get, fucking get over it. Guess what? You're not the toughest kid. Fucking get over it. Okay? I, I don't understand all this baby and bullshit. I, just, I don't get it. I really don't. It drives me nuts when I see it. I see it in my own life at times. Oh, yeah. And uh, I have to keep my mouth shut because, you know, got to keep the peace, too. But at the same time, like, that kid needs a belt. I don't know what the hell's wrong with that. I don't know why you can't fucking see it. He needs a belt on his ass. Fix his fucking ass real quick. 
You know, I mean, that's what happened to me. And tell you what, put me straight pretty fast. I turned out pretty good. I didn't get in trouble. I never got arrested. Okay, maybe once, but it got dispelled. But I stayed out of trouble. You know what I'm saying? I, I knew, okay, if I do this, this really bad thing's going to happen to my ass with a belt. I mean, mm, duh. You know, I don't know. So, I'm going on a tangent here. So, but, I'm at home. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the sting of leather on your ass. Uh, we want to recognize uh, Renee at Diversity Broadcasting oh, Network. Yes, we do. At www.diversitybroadcastingnetwork. Uh, we're about a half hour into the show, and we're going to take a quick break and let Renee and uh, her friend talk to you about some of the business opportunities that are available through Diversity Broadcasting Network. So we'll be back in a minute. Hi, my name is Vin Gleason. I'm the Director of Marketing for Biz Exposure. And my name is Renee, and I'm the CEO of Diversity Broadcasting Network. And we have partnered up with Biz Exposure to help lift your business off the ground. With over 31.8 million views to date, you can get your ad seen instantly. Our digital signage technology can drastically change and improve the way your company interacts and communicates with your customers. This allows you to deliver a personalized and instantly updatable message when and where is most effective for you, all the while reducing your costs and increasing your revenue. Join the ranks of many other growing businesses. Building a synergy between our advertisers, our hosts, and our team of representatives and resellers is our biggest priority. Contact me at vin at bizexposure.com or call me personally, 315-209-5044. Partner with us. Our partnership with local business owners like you is the foundation of our business model. We extend opportunities and power local businesses. And we're back. Wow, that was quick. That was quick. Wow. Um, so, yeah, the uh, discipline and kids and, I, again, it's, it's a multi... Multi, multi symptoms. And you know, these kids are going to, have to deal with a reality. In my opinion, it could be a real reality. It could be, a, you know, maybe I'm overreacting. But, you know, I don't know how much you know about the Old Testament and New Testament and everything else. But, you know, uh, there was a prophet, uh, I believe it's Old Testament, Ezekiel, okay? And he uh, had a lot of prophecies, okay? And if you ever read the book of Ezekiel, it's very well detailed. And he actually predicted, okay, um, in some of his prophecies, that uh, Israel, uh, one, you know, the, the Jews would have their own state. This happened in 1947. So 2,000 years later, after this guy writes this stuff down, he says, you know, at one point, all the Jews around the world will be come together after being persecuted, and they'll have their own land, and they'll be in the Valley of the Bones. And that's where Jerusalem is based, is in the Valley of, it's called the Valley of the Bones. It's always been known as the Valley of the Bones. Right. And he actually predicted that 2,000 years ago. So th this is just one of the major processes this guy Ezekiel came up with that came out to be true. There's other ones. There's all kinds. But what I find interesting is the stuff that is yet to happen that he's predicted. Okay? And I'm starting to see it now. Okay? You've got... Now, there's different names in the book of Ezekiel for, like, Iran and Iraq, you know, and Russia, because they weren't called that then. You know, it was right. the Persian Empire or whatever. Right. The forces of Mog, which would be uh, Russia. All right? But he details... You know how the beginning of the real bad stuff on planet Earth starts, and obviously it starts right in that area, and it starts right in Syria, okay. And you're starting to see it now, in my opinion. Now, Mog, as he talks about, or Mog, however you want to pronounce it, is actually it's the northern forces, which would be Russia, okay. And he talks about how the Russians, okay, and the Persians are getting involved 
in this little country called Syria. That's not, he didn't call it Syria, but that's what he's referring right. to outside of Israel, okay? Which is a direct border with right. Israel, by the way, the Golan Heights. So, what happened recently in the past couple weeks? Okay, Iran sent a drone for the first time into Israeli, Israeli territory. The Israelis blew up the drone and then took an F-16 and blew up the command post for the Iranians that had launched the, the, the little, you yeah. know, the drone, yeah. okay? The Iranians, or the Syrians, I guess, shot down the F-16, okay? The pilot survived, but he is hurt. He got back to Israel. Um, Israel was going to launch a full-out strike against Iran. Vladimir Putin stepped in and called the head of Israel and said, you know, whatever the conversation was, he, he stopped it. Right. He stopped it. I don't know, he, because he's in Syria now, too, you know, the Russian right. throw. Right. And we just kicked the shit out of him, too. And a lot of people don't know this. February 7th or 8th, we kicked the living shit out of him. A lot of people don't know there was a big battle. Did you know that happened? Again, there's been a lot of distraction right. in two weeks. And you're saying a lot. I have seen nothing about this. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Well, anyway, so let's, let's get the story going. So whatever Putin said to him, he stopped the attack from the Israelis in Iran. But this is just, this is like the second stone. So now you have Iran, Russia, and the Syrian forces, the government loyal forces, all combined, okay, against, you know, ISIS and, the, you know, the rebel army against uh, the right. Syrian government. All right, but Iran has its own. I mean, they they want to take out Israel the worst mm -hmm. way, mm -hmm. so they're looking for a way in to do this. This is why they're, they're causing shit up, and they think Russia's got their back. Okay, this is a, actually a really scary time. All right, so what happened just recently over there? All right, so we hold different parts of Iraq and we hold different parts of Syria. So the Russians, not the official Russian army, but Russian mercenaries, over five hundred of them with Iranian forces and Syrian forces decided they were going to take on the United States Sea. And basically, I guess... I think I did see something about this. They got the communications out of this. This has been released by the CIA, so that you're going to see what was being said. They were able to decode a lot of stuff. But the idea was they wanted to see how America uh, armed forces react. Well, <laughs> they started firing at us. We were acting all right. <laughs> Apache helicopters, <laughs> Hellfire missiles, artillery... We blew the living shit out of them. I mean, literally just decimated them. And they, it, you know, in their words, they kicked the effing shit out of us, was their own words, and, you know, deciphered the communications. Uh, over 500 of them were either injured or killed. Okay? okay. So, what the, but this is what's scary is Putin, or at least people underneath Putin, decided, all right, let's push him and see what happens. That's bad. I mean, it's good that the result happened the way it was, but as I said before, the Russians held that gigantic military exercise, Go West it was called, in him to take out Europe. Just what, it, not even six yeah. months ago, I'm telling you, they've got something sneaky up their goddamn sleeves. I'm telling you. I'm telling you now. The shit hit the fan in a major way. Ezekiel actually did prophesize this. So, we see this starting to happen. These things start to, to come to light. It's, it's a Read the book of Ezekiel, people. That's what I'm telling you to do. Read it. It's an amazing, amazing read. Your thoughts? Okay. So, um, yeah, like I said, uh, our mainstream populace have been occupied with the Florida thing. This has been a hot button for two weeks. 
It's a distraction. I have no doubt in my mind this is a distraction. And we've seen it. We saw it with the Obama administration. And I have no doubt we're seeing it with Trump's group, whether he's responsible or not. But things, major, major pieces are being moved around while we're being distracted with the bullshit. And uh, this is, I remember, I, I do, I caught a glimpse of something that we were involved in something, and I just skimmed past it because it just looked like it was more of the Syrian, it was, I think it was some of our air, air, air power was being challenged or whatever. But um, I will well, this say. This was a ground attack. I was, yeah, was yeah, attack. so I didn't think about this, but we responded and responded well. This this could have been disaster. Overwhelming force we used. We used overwhelming force a- as we should. Yeah, absolutely, every yeah. single yeah. every single time. But my my point is, I think they wanted to see how the Trump administration was going to handle something like this. They knew how Obama would react. It he would have rolled over and said, "Oh, they crossed the red line. Fuck them. Back up, everybody. Yeah. Back up." That's what Obama would have done. But Trump, uh, uh-uh. uh, he's like, "No, <laughs> I think." The, the order was already been given like a year ago when Trump came in and said, yeah, you know what? They, they changed they, the rules if, of engagement. Yeah, if they, yeah, they did change the rules. That's a fact. They did change Absolutely. the rules. Absolutely. Yeah, and uh, he gave them much more authority to kick the shit out of people to get out of the line. Yeah, and Trump's not getting the phone call at four in the morning right. saying, hey, what should we the, do? This is what should we do? Yeah. <laughs> no, he he took the dog off, took it off his leash. Yeah. Yeah. Him and Mattis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so, and uh, I'm glad because I think this. You know, they're testing the waters, and now they know that they're be major full of piranhas. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So good, good for us. Like I said, the A-team. Um, yeah, there's all kinds of things going on, and we are tied up in, in our craziness going on here. And, uh, you know, and if, if I'm distracted that way, others are, and, and the generations behind me definitely are. And I think that's where, again, I think that's where we're running to, we're going to be running into problems. It's the generations behind us that are going to ultimately screw us over. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. You know, and. Uh, Pussy whipped everyone. You know, the Tide Pod thing, we talked about that. Yeah, yeah. Those assholes. See, why should we argue with kids that do this shit? And how do these kids. Okay, you're. You, no one can tell me that. These teenagers that are still in middle school and high school put together this gigantic. You know, mass, uh, you know, walk out and, you know, wash, walk on Washington by themselves. That did not happen. They had financial backing. No, they had yeah, financial there's, planning. There's, there's major forces that work here. There's prompting. There's yeah. different prompts going yeah. Um So, I had the last two days off, so I had a little free time in my hands. Um, That's why so, I'm so sore. Oh! <laughs> By the rod, anyways. Yeah, hello. Um, I didn't take that long. I still had a lot of free time on my hands afterwards. Uh, so I put together, if you go to our website, I, I put together a little little video. It took a little doing, but I put together a little video called Because... It's a little video series I'm going to do going forward, and it's called Because You Are Wrong. Presented by the Let's Talk It All with Jeff and Anvil. Oh, and uh, so the first one I did was the Second Amendment. And then we're back on this. It won't be very long. I just want to talk about this. Get out there. So put together, you know, statistics and quotes from not only our forefathers and the founders, but current political leaders, current celebrities, 
that all agree that Second Amendment is carved in stone and should not be infringed. And uh, one of the quotes I took was the Japanese General Admiral whoever that said <laughs> we don't want to try to invade the United States because we're going to get our ass kicked if we do. No, Back that, in World War II. Yeah, that was uh, uh, Yanomato. Yes. Admiral. 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 Yeah, Admiral. Right, Admiral. I think he called him a general, but that's all right. He had been to America and he had saw the gigantic oh, yeah, factories. He, he understood. Oh, he fucking knows. So, um, one, of the, one of the Facebook uh, threads I got involved with uh, just the other day, um, again, talking about the ban and things like that, and a uh, young girl, I guess it's a young girl, based on what her Facebook page looks like. Um, at one point, some guy put up um, the the mem, the meme, whatever you want to call him, of this Japanese admiral, and the quote, you know, if we try to invade the United States, there'll be a gun behind every blade of black grass. And they, they put his name, which was clearly a Japanese name. Right. It was clear. It was <laughs> about 40 letters long and only had a couple syllables in there and vowels and things like that. So it was clearly, so... And I said to him, then this girl comes back, uh, Holly, and I won't give her full name, but Holly comes back, and all of a sudden she's on this rant about Korea, about the Koreans, and how we're, we don't need to be showing such a show of force with the Koreans. She's going off about Koreans. And, I, and it dawned on me, she has no idea what just happened. <laughs> she thinks this guy's a Korean. And then this, this was a current post. Oh, boy. So I'm like, you know, Holly, thank you for joining the conversation, yeah. but take a closer look. <laughs> that's Japanese. I think it's a I think that Japanese general from World War II that said that, not Korean. I don't know why you're talking about Korea at this point in time. And her response was like, "Oh, whatever." Yeah, so just, but that's the mentality we're dealing with kids. They have no idea. They have no idea of history. Um, I know I talked about this last week. This young girl. This um, whatever. Emma Emma Gomez Gamelis, whatever. That's. Uh, all on Twitter and Facebook and news feeds in her speech about making schools safe and things like that. Um, like I said, I, I listened to it and it was very, very inspiring, very, yay, go, we got to do something. Um, but clearly doesn't have a full grasp of mathematics and or social history. Just um, talk about that as soon as they added the Second Amendment, the gun crazies started. Well, they didn't add. They didn't <laughs> add the Second Amendment. It was all part of the original 10, 10, 10, uh, 10 amendments in the bill. So they didn't, didn't add it to yeah, it. Right, yeah. It was there to begin with. So let's get that clear that they didn't just write the First Amendment and then take a break. Right. And then so a few we'll decades later, yeah. we'll come back. Years, we'll come back. No, there was... There was there's at least 10 things they had on their mind that they got out all at once. And then um, then she started on the NRA and Trump and the fact that he had taken $30 million from them in support. And I just read this day. I don't think it wasn't right. I think the NRA spent $20 million against Hillary. Yeah. And then 10 in support of Trump. Something like so that. I guess when you add together whatever... Um, but she threw out the, the story sheet of facts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So she threw out the figure that thirty million 
And uh, in her view, a life is worth more than $5,800. And I said, that didn't sound right. If we're just talking about since 2018, that sounds a little, we're low, we seem to be lowballing this number for some reason. And uh, when you do the math, um, even even if we take the 17 plus the two other shootings that happened, when you did the math, it worked out to be with a number of $5,800 per life, she's telling us that there's been 5,100 people killed since 2018. That number is nowhere near accurate. Well, unless it's Chicago. Well, yeah. But, <laughs> yeah, so, well, that could be too. But, yeah. Hands up, don't shoot! Um, so, yeah, so that's... I guess we've talked this one to death, and I'm going to let it go at this point. For yeah, now. let's... Uh, let's. So, anyways, let's... Well, where are we at? I always think I have minutes for shot time. It is shot time. It is not shot time. That, we, we can do shot time. Yeah, we do it. We do it. What are we doing? We are doing. We are doing Dr. McGillicuddy's butterscotch. Ooh, um, I like yeah. So let's do the shot. So here's to swimming with bow-legged women. Bolshevik women. There we go. Mm, it's been so long since we did a show. I actually forgot what we say. Do you believe that? That is buttery. That's very good. That is buttery, buttery. Scotch. I like it very much. I can lift the whole thing. Mm. Yeah, good. Ah! Yeah, yeah, I just took so okay. I got pull or smoke off the hall. Anyways, um, so. You know, so the whole uh, thing uh, with uh, abortions. <coughs> yeah. I'll come back to that. Come back to abortions. All right. I mean, I'm, I don't want to do a whole show on it. I mean, we will in the future, but. We will in the future. You know, I, I, okay, so I'm tying this into like little gray bastards. Aliens? Yeah, aliens. Okay. Okay. So, I was thinking about this deeply. I'm like, all right. So, we got these little gray guys. They're impregnated women. They're taking out the, the embryos. They're half alien, half human. Now, they're interbreeding the hybrids with the hybrids. And now, they got the hybrids bringing up regular humans. And now, they got hybrids. And so, um, they're doing all this genetic stuff. You know. Oh, you know what? People, watch this documentary called Patient 17. It'll blow your mind. It's on Netflix. Patient 17. It'll blow your mind. Uh, just watch it. Uh, anyway, so they're doing all this weird stuff with genetics, and uh, obviously they're experimenting, they're playing around, they're being gods, basically, these little green guys. And um, so I started thinking about, like, you know, how we treat life, human beings, mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, okay, let's say tomorrow that society woke up and finally accepted the fact that we're not alone in the universe, we're under quarantine, if you will. There's an advanced alien species, at least one, more than likely many, that are invading our airspace every night, abducting our citizens and doing weird medical experiments to them and breeding with them. The American people and the world would flip the F out. There would be mass panic because control is knowing that your government can protect you. And once you know that the world governments can't protect you with something like that, you're going to have social breakdown in a heartbeat. Now, my problem with all this is we would freak out because, we're hey, we're humans. They have no right to do that to us. I've actually heard abductees say they have no right to do this to us. I've actually heard that. And it always struck me as odd because here we are in the mass genocide society where we throw away everything, including human life with abortions, 
on a daily basis, and we're going to bitch about some alien race doing experiments on us? Well, as we wipe out our own in the womb of its mother? Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? I mean, seriously? Where, well, that's, what, what, what the hell's wrong with you people? What, it's what, human arrogance. Human arrogance? Human arrogance. We're human a arrogance. sick, fucked up species is well, what it is. And that's human arrogance. Because... Uh, this is this is for all my PETA fans out there. Why why do we think if you look at how we treat inferior species to us, animals, ants, other look at the little bastard other, kid with a smite and fire glass on the fucking ants, other right, burning the little bastard other, up in the other humans that aren't what about the know, poor ants? Poor ants. Not the uncles. We don't care about the uncles, but yeah. the ants. We care about the ants. If we look at how we treat the species below us, without a second thought, their food, their test subjects, their targets, their game, their whatever, why, why should we, unless we're just so arrogant, why should we think this is something that might be Above us on the same level, which treat us any different. Exactly. Pets, food, yeah. experimentation, experimentation, whatever, sport, yeah. game. Yeah. And we get pissed off and mad out about it. So uh, I'm not supporting PETA. Uh, it's just <laughs> the way it is. But because um, I'm not giving up meat, I'm not giving up. I, I will say, though, I think as I get older, I have certain appreciation for things like even I get bothered by looking at some of these big game trophy hunters and things they've done, and I, I see that and I say this person's just a piece of shit. You know, Don's an elephant. Don's yeah. a giraffe. Shoots a giraffe. <laughs> what kind what of the, asshole? What the fuck are you shooting a giraffe for? A giraffe. It looks like a I dinosaur. Get, I get. I get. <laughs> whatever. I get. Maybe a lion, but even I don't see a lion. Not that I'm a big cat person, but I'm at a point in my life where I don't see where the 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 sport in that is. Oh, and the thing is here, I uh, I don't. I have I have friends. I got problems with you people. Uh, wait, I have friends who are uh, bear hunters. Okay, and I am. Oh, what's in that? I'm the biggest anti bear hunter there is, and I I, I piss them off. I, they won't trick with me anymore because <laughs> I told them, I said, oh, you must be like a real big man. There you are sitting a quarter mile away with a high powered scope. Blowing a bear to smithereens, yeah, that, that's manly. That takes some balls, man. That, that's some competition there. Like that bear had any chance of ripping your fucking head off from a mile and a half away. You're a, you're a tough badass. Give me a break, you puss. You know, you want to impress me? You want to kill a bear and impress me? Use a knife. At least get down and have a, a knife in your hand and take on a bear that way. That would impress me, motherfucker. <laughs> and I agree. I, that too. I guess I don't, even, I don't even need to go to the continent of Africa. Bear hunt the bear hunters the uh, the wolf hunters and I get it if the wolf is a threat he's he's whatever he's killing your livestock things like that I got no problem with that but just to hunt it for sport I got a problem with that now I, I probably I don't know I got a problem with that now I will tell you probably twenty years ago I may not have but again I do now and that's that's age that's experience. That's something that 18 year olds don't have. And that's one of the reasons that you don't want these 18 year olds making decisions for you. Yeah. That's one of the reasons that there's an age 
a minimum age before they can enter the White House. Yeah, exactly. Or do certain things. Yeah. Anyways, so the story I found, I saw, uh, that kind of snuck its way in between uh, gun bans and gun rights was... Uh, this just this just killed me because this, this is the direction we're headed. Uh, a young man that identifies himself as a woman won some state championship oh as a wrestler. Second year in a row. Girl wrestling. Yeah, Girl wrestling. Second year in a row. Female wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> identifies as a female. They let first of all they let him in. All right, so that's where the problem starts. That some school board, college, whatever. I think it was high school. High school. Yeah. God, it was, well, it could have been college because they're just dead dumb. Let's, and first of all, I didn't know there was female wrestling in high school, so something's changed a lot since <laughs> I was in high school. I'd like to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> well, not now, because obviously if you identify, you're, you're in. I did, it wasn't even like he was in the process of getting surgery done, or that he like looked like a, he identified, this, this was a dude. <laughs> this was a dude wrestling girls in one. And they let him win and be champion of whatever weight class. How do you do that? First of all, how do you have any self-respect afterwards? Yeah, you're a real tough guy. I I won won state championship in the 150 weight class of female wrestling. Really? Really? You're the reason there should be bullying in high school. And you were the only one wearing a cup. Maybe. Maybe you weren't. I don't know. Maybe that's why you identify. So this whole identify, I identify as this and I identify as that, please, please stop. Please stop. Let's let's not, with everything else falling apart in the world, let's not get so far from the basic, basic truths. Either you have a penis or you have a vagina. You know, and this really goes back took the book of Ezekiel, and I'm going to tell you why. I know it sounds funny, but see, in the in the not just Ezekiel, but the uh, the last chapter of the Bible, you know, the worst stuff, the book of Revelation. Yeah, it talks about it talks about uh, Babylon, the cities yeah. of Babylon, and we're the ones taking all the shit. Okay, and you, who do you identify as Babylon? I mean, if you look at all the descriptions of Babylon in the new uh, the uh, book of Revelations, it's Clearly talking about the new Roman Empire, which is America. Clearly talking about it, okay? And our symbol from France, okay, our Statue of Liberty, okay? Now, people don't know this. This is actual fact. The sculpture, the head sculpture, that based it on Ishtar, which is the goddess of, um, how can I put this, sexuality, um, love, and basically whoring, okay? So he based... The Statue of Liberty has a gold thing in her hand, right? Holding it up, it's based on, you can't make this up thing, on the god called Ishtar, and she is known as the great whore all through history, all right? So the Statue of Liberty, which is the gates to Babylon in New York City, okay, is actually um, Ishtar. Ishtar. I'm just pointing this out. And because you know why? Because America is. We make up 67% of all the porn made in the world is made in America. 67%. No joke. That's an actual fact. Okay? We are the dirtiest, disgustingest people when it comes to human behavior and what we tolerate. Okay? We're all, oh, human rights. Yeah, we give rights, all right. We give rights for everything. You know? And our children are exposed to this. And we wonder why our society is breaking down. We throw away everything. We wonder why we have no moral value anymore. We don't. 
We don't have nothing. We, we, are, we are what they talk about in the book of Revelations. We are the great Babylon. Our cities are going to burn. We're going to be paying the price, bitches. Okay, I'm off my sermon now. Yeah. So we're now on to porn. But hey, let me get to this kid that won the wrestling match. So, yeah, stop with this. Identify as, and again, I know we've talked about this. Identify as a four-year-old. Identify as a turtle. Stop it. Stop it. You're human. You're male. You're female. You're not non-binary. And I talked about this a couple weeks ago, and I won't get too far into that. And you know what? If you want to identify that way, you're going to live with the pronoun I call you. And I'm not going to call you them. I'm going to call you it. And that may not be politically correct, <laughs> but if you don't know if you're a boy or a girl, I'm going to call you it. Yeah, not, yeah. not they, because you're not both. You can't <laughs> be both. You either identify as one or the other, or if you identify as neither, that's fine. But you're not he, she, you are it. It. I'm going to call you it, not they. It. So deal with it. Deal with it, it. God, hate, just hate the road we're going down some of this crap. Yeah. Hate it. You know, I remember being a retail Fair manager. speech. God love the First Amendment. God love the First Amendment. Freedom of speech. Freedom to do whatever you want. I God didn't no infringe on that. No, sirree. No, sirree. I remember being a retail manager and not being to, uh, telling the cashiers to take out their nose rings or this piercing or that. And now you walk in the store, they got different colored hair, they're wearing shawls, they got piercings coming under their eyebrows, into their nose, and up through their jaws, and through their earlobes. And it's all accepted now because you know what? That's the way America makes it. Everything's acceptable now. Screw you. It's their individual right. We don't care yep. if you're a company yep. or not. Yep. Go fuck yourself. Yep. That's what they say. Yep. Individual right. Yep. Don't want Trump's over everything. <laughs> individual right. Woman's right to choose. Woman's body. Blah, blah, this, blah, blah, whatever. Versions. Yeah. Oh, put it right here on the sales floor. Fuck you. Yeah. Whatever. Yep. <laughs> Bang. So, so, yeah. So, if you identify, you can join and be part of. And this whole thing. I know we were talking... Uh, Oh, the whole Me Too, the whole Me Too. Well, you know what? How long have we been going on this? Before we get into this. How long have we been going? I don't even know. Has it been an hour and 30 minutes or an hour? No, about an hour or so. So we're at an hour point. Uh, We did a shot. And before we get any further, I'm going to break for some musical entertainment. I like musical. Because we we told Renee we started including music. So we're going to take a quick break and listen to some music. And when we come back, we'll get back into this whole people's personal rights only matter as long as they can take away something I have. So <laughs> we're going to take a break. We're going to listen to some music, and we'll be back.
Jimmy Woodfin Jr. with friends like thee. And we're back. Yeah, that was that was very that was entertaining. The fastest music. Ever. Oh my god, it was it was good. It was a good tune. You ever thought about the pause button? It works on this. Did you know that? I know, but okay. I know, but okay. it's harder to find the breaks oh. if I don't have a big gap of dead air. Gotcha. You can always tell the big gap of air. Hit the pause button. Then we can actually drink something and we can unpause. Is it recording right now? It is. Oh, wow, that's awesome. Well, everyone, that's how we do the show. Well, because it's two hours now, we have a lot to talk about. We do have a lot to talk about. I thought we discussed it. We weren't going to pause it. I'm thirsty, so I'm doing Oh, you are doing a or something. All right. Uh, Jeff's still drinking. This is is when the show gets interesting when Jeff keeps drinking. Apple brandy. Jeff keeps drinking, so that's (laughs) Do you want some apple brandy? I do not. I'm good. He's got to drive. I got to drive, yeah. The only thing I got to drive is Heather later. Oh. So, Oh, you know what? I gotta tell you something. Oh, it's okay. important. All right. it's, important. Oh, it's important. Okay. So, I knew my marriage was over when my ex-wife cut her hair. She was already cheating on me, and you know, we went to marriage counseling and all that. But the one day she came home, but all her hair cut off, and I said, you know what? That was the last straw. I got a divorce order. Um, what did Heather do? Got a haircut? Yeah, got a haircut. It looks like a fucking Romulan. <laughs> really? I can see that. That'd be great. And then, you know, I mean, she was gun ho about it, and I, I, I was very just Friday night we were just talking about it, and I was not very happy about it. But Saturday I woke up and said, you know what? You know, it's her body and her life, and if it makes her happy, it her uh, I said, okay, honey, if that's what you want you to do, go ahead and do it. You know, and I gave her the A-OK, and I'd be happy for her. And I knew what was going to happen. I knew as soon as it was done, she was going to hate it, and I was absolutely fucking right. 
And now she can't. She's trying all kinds of chemicals to make her hair grow quicker now <laughs> and making this up. Quicker. She's actually every morning she douses her hair with all kinds of shit to make it grow because she hates how it looks. Which I told shave it off. She would shave it all off and start over again. So okay. So and we have to do that. And this. But I'm not getting divorced because girlfriends and wives are like children. Yeah. You need to let them. Sometimes you need to let them do what they want to do. Even though you know it's stupid. Even though, you, even though you know it's stupid, in order for it to sink in, and I'm not saying I'm not saying Heather's stupid, but sometimes you got a little. See, they, no, yeah, they want to do no, something. They're not. Gotta let, you no, gotta no, let it go. They're, they're not stupid. Let me rephrase this. Alana, you're not stupid. Heather's not stupid. No, but like us, as we do stupid things too, they occasionally do stupid things. It's part of human nature. We all do stupid things from time to time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, let them go. Let them do it. And I then, try to stick my pecker in a light bulb socket once, drunk. That's a stupid thing. Versus whacking <laughs> on the emergency room door like we did a few weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, too. Yeah, that's that's not that's not stupid. Um, so, but yeah, this is this is. Oh my! All right, just breaking out the huge alien mug I got him from some some fair we went to. This thing's like a two. <laughs> he's killing me. He's effing killing me. He's got this like 80 ounce mug and he's pouring in a six ounce thing of soda. And I'm sure he's going to mix it with a gallon of vodka or gin or something. So well, That brandy stuff, the farm shit over here, that apple brandy, that, yeah. I think that goes good with Coke, right? Um, just about anything goes good And Coca-Cola folks are talking about soda and not the other stuff. I don't do that kind of shit. He's measuring out the shot. Just, you know, you want to watch a, just a, kills a me. great fucking cartoon. <laughs> you people, you got to watch uh, Rick and Morty. It's the best fucking cartoon on the planet, folks. Rick and Morty, you can find it on YouTube. You can find it on Comedy Central. You can find it on uh, Hulu Plus. Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty. Individuals doing what they want. Um, learning from it. So, yeah. So, we just... We're at that point that we just... Let people do what they want, and we don't want to offend anyone. We don't get sued, <sighs> you know. And again, we we allow everything except what it's it's not something we allow everyone. So, and I'm gonna drop this because we're gonna get back into the Second Amendment and guns right now, and I don't want to do that. So. Some other stuff going on. Choo choos. Choo choos. Trains. Let's talk trains. Have you, um, did, okay. The standard rail, okay, on American railroads, mm-hmm. okay, uh, Lincoln actually had to choose. They, when they were building the railroad, there was two different gauge sizes. It's four feet, some inches. I don't remember off the top of my head. It was four feet, some inches. And Lincoln finally said, all right, this is what we're doing with four feet, six inches, or whatever the hell it was, the standard rail. And that's what we use today. Right. Lincoln, okay. Who, for some reason, I kept thinking was always the 12th president. He wasn't. 16. Yeah, he was. 16, okay. thank you. Um, and actually, for the president's if, show, if, I actually if did... Jeff, if Jeff had listened to the president's show, he would have known that. No, no, well, here's the thing. I actually did all this research on the president oh, for that show. And I was so bummed out, I couldn't do it. Do it. You know, I was really bummed out. I really did spend a lot of time yeah, on that. that was a tough show to do by yeah. yourself, let me tell you. Yeah, well, I it, was a, some... it was a lot of good information. Yeah, we may uh, have to redo it sometime. Yeah, we, we should, because I, I kept all mine. Uh... I mean, like, even stuff like, you know, what presidents were Whigs, you know, uh, what president actually belonged to two different parties, and all this weird shit that I found. Yeah. This amazing stuff. Um, but anyway, uh, where was I going with this? What was I talking about? Trains. Oh, trains. All right. So, how, you know, folks can't make this up, but in Britain, okay, 
what they based their railroad scale on, which I believe is ours now as well, is they based it on the old tracks of the Roman chariots. So the, the tracks are still, all this time, were still in the soil embedded from the Roman chariots when they controlled Britain. And when they started building the railroad, what they did was they, they matched up the gauge exactly to that. And that's what the railroad scale is based on, is actually the Roman chariots. You can't make this stuff up. It's actual fact. And we copied that, so we had the same thing as the Roman chariots. You know, the link between the wheel and the wheel. The Romans. Isn't, isn't that fascinating? I always found that quite fascinating. You know what the key to the real Roman Empire was, by the way? Everyone kept saying, oh... Togus. Huh? Togus. Yeah, Togus. Togus. Toga party. Toga. Um, Toga. 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 The reason... Toga. Toga. <laughs> the reason... One of the reasons, not the, main, not the only reason, but I think probably the main reason that it gets overlooked is the Romans had something else nobody else had in the world. Okay, and no one that ever was like, what are you talking about? They had a great army, yeah, they did, of course, blah, blah, blah. But they had something else nobody else had. They had running water. Nobody else in the entire civilized world, or anywhere else for that matter, had running water. All right, so it wasn't so much as the Roman Empire was overwhelmed uh, fighting forces off, it was overwhelmed because everyone wanted in to the Roman Empire. Right. They wanted that running water, they wanted all the benefits of the Roman Empire, and that was one of the major causes of its collapse. And what made running water possible for the Roman Empire was a great architectural design, designed by the Romans, called the aqueduct. But it was also something else that went along with it that the Romans came up with that nobody else ever done, not even the Egyptians. Okay? It was called the arch. Okay? To support the weight of the aqueducts. And the arch design is how it's designed, is the middle has a weight sitting on it, but the side pillars that come up in the, the roundness, all right, actually take that weight off the middle, mm -hmm. all right, and it's a beautiful design. And it's one of the designs that actually helped make the aqueducts possible to control the running water. Isn't that fascinating? It is fascinating. Aqueduct. Yeah. It's also a racetrack. Really? Aqueduct yeah. racetrack? Yeah, no, racetrack. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what else? What else do we talk and chat about? Because what was the news? What was the news? Bigfoot Crossing. There's actually places in Virginia. Or no, was it Pennsylvania? Pennsylvania? Pennsylvania uh, mountains. There's actually a trail um, that so many people have seen a Sasquatch or a Bigfoot over the years on. They actually put up a sign, like the one I have behind us. It says Bigfoot Crossing on. I've seen those. Yeah, I mean, really, it's set up by the same horse. They put that out. And there. right now in California, there's a woman suing the state of California um, to place Sasquatch back on the endangered species list. Uh, Dudu, she took a photograph recently of a Sasquatch in a tree. It's actually a pretty clear photograph. Um, and she is fighting with the state of California uh, to and suing them uh, in order to recognize Sasquatch as a real living animal. True back. I put it on the, uh, the Bigfoot page, too. Did you? Yes. Oh, well, we think, we, think you, we think they are. No, I know they are. We think they are. And I don't know if they're endangered. They should be we have no idea how many there are. I think we don't. We don't. There's quite a lot. Yeah. Probably more know. than we probably want to know. Yeah, that's kind of scary. Because, you know, I think there's some truth that there, you know, so many people disappearing in these parks and these state forests that there could be some truth to the well, idea we, that. Yeah, they, we know, talked about that. We yeah, talked about you know, kids and stuff and disappearing and, and shit like yeah. that. Um, you know, that's uh, not a very pleasant thought. Um, no, not with. No, not with everything else. Oh, now yeah. we got about. Sasquatch is crabbing your shit. <laughs> no, you guys are flintlock to defend yourself. Well, here's the thing. So, 
Now, I remember I told you the story about one morning I woke up and I always watch YouTube in the morning. You know, I want my cup of coffee and in bed, you know, before I go to work. And I was watching a YouTube channel and it looked like news. It was done so oh, well. The, yeah, the, the invasion. The invasion and the, oh, yeah. and the third world war breaking shit, out. Yeah. And, well, you know, ever since then, I started looking at police in New York State where, okay, if the shit hit the fan, where am I going to evacuate my family to? Yeah. So my first choice was Adirondack Mountains. But with all the Sasquatch shit, you know, I'm like, shit, yeah, then I got to worry about those bastards. <laughs> yeah, Adirondack's nice. Yeah, but man, there's a lot of those, you know, a lot of those Bigfoots out there. I don't even know that. It's actually a hot thing. Oh, it is. Yeah, the Will. I've known that for years. Actually, uh, Fat Willie. Fat Willie. His father had seen him two different times. They have, they have a cabin out in the middle of nowhere in Adirondacks. I don't know if you know this on, on mm. you know. And uh, Will himself has actually found tr uh, tracks. And he actually took pictures of them and sent them to me. Um, this is in the middle. I mean, literally in the middle of the Adirondacks, man, you know. Oh, yeah. You know, so it's really fascinating. And Will's not the only person I've heard stories from that live in that general area. There's a lot right. of people I know that got stories from over the years that their cousin saw this, their grandmother saw that, or, you know, whatever. Um, it's just, just fascinating stuff. So, anyway, long story is there. Adirondack Mountains are out for my retreat um, from the Third World War. Possible. Yeah. So, I don't know where I'm going to go yet. Well, about, the, well, I thought about Africa because no one wants to bomb shit out of Africa anyway. You know, there's nothing there but fucking sand. You know, I mean, no, who wants to go to Africa and sweat their balls yeah. off? You know, some parts of Africa. Sam Kennison did a great thing. Say. You ever seen Sam Kennison when he did Africa? No. Oh my god, dude, you gotta watch this, man. People, you gotta watch this. All right, you know, Sam Kennison's been dead for years, and that's another great story about what happened when he died. I'm gonna tell that story in a minute, but. Let me tell you what, so he's on stage, right, and I'm not saying kind of so I'm not going to do this for a while. You have to watch for yourselves to understand. But he's just going off, and he's like, we sent all this money to him, you know, and he's, he's at, this is when the big starvation was going on in Ethiopia. You know, we sent all this money to him, and he's like, what's wrong with you? It's fucking sand! You can't grow, you can't get fucking sand! Move! Move! What the fuck's wrong with you? It's fucking sand! You know, and like, it's going on, and it's hilarious to watch. It's not funny that they all started that, but, you know, I mean, he's making a good point. I mean, it's fucking sand, idiots. Move your asses out of there. Well, <laughs> Jesus. You know, now, here, the death of Sam Kennison. All right. Now, here's the thing. Here he is. Now, there are different stories about what he was driving, but I'm pretty sure it was a Camaro or a Trans Am. He had just gotten married, and uh, they were his brother was in a car ahead of him or behind him. I can't remember. And uh, they were coming back somewhere, and it was on the East Coast someplace. Um, I want to say it was on the 81, actually. And anyway, he was in a terrible, it was late at night, like 1 or 2 in the morning, he was in a terrible car accident. His wife was in the car with him and his baby son. And uh, the car was mangled. His wife was fine. The baby was fine. Uh, he was not. And his brother got out to the car. And he's like, Sam, are you okay? Sam? And he just tell. He was screwed. You know, just literally just screwed by just looking at him. And... He's like, I don't want to die. You know, like a little boy's voice, Sam is saying, I don't want to die. I'm not ready to die. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Sam looked off in the distance. And he said, oh, okay, I understand. Like he was talking to somebody else that wasn't even there. And then, poof, he was gone. And his brother swears to this day, you know, that he was talking to somebody that he couldn't see. Like somebody was telling him it was okay to, to move on. It's a fascinating story. So, are you looking it up? Right? No. Oh, 
crazy story. I'm actually going to my feet. Okay, okay. I know there was a lot of things we talked about. So, are you cheating? To, like, like Cheetos? No, I'm not Cheetos. <laughs> so the Adirondacks. Um, that's an interesting story. So we had a neighbor who had a camp up in the Adirondacks, up in uh, up in uh, near Indian Lake, which is way the way the hell. A lot of Sasquatch sightings up there. Well, okay, so. This, this is just, and this, he just bought land. And for the longest time, this was before he took, before I went up with my dad to there, it was just basically a dirt road that had a couple of fishing shacks that you actually just slide onto the ice. Right, right. But that's all there was. And then I think when we finally were going up, my, fa- my father and I, and I was probably 10, 12 in that age group, um, they had actually put a, a mobile home up there. So there was actually living place up there. But I know we went up one winter, and uh, we got up there, and there was just a buttload of snow, just a buttload of snow. Uh, and we were up there for four or five days, and uh, they were talking then about, you know, things running around the woods up there, and just and they were just they were screwing with us. But this is going back almost forty years, right? And they were talking about this stuff and. You know they, you know they have to go out to the outhouse. Yeah, there was a small bathroom in the trailer, but the outhouse is where you went. And uh, let me tell you, it's outhouse, outdoor plumbing, brutal. Let me tell you, just just effing brutal. Been there, done that. You know, so they come back and they, you know, they be screwing around the windows or banging on the chair, just messing with us things like that. But yeah, that's definitely, and I could see where that was. That was, I won't say it was a remote area because there was other camps up on the lake, but he had. A bunch of land. He probably had eight, nine acres. I don't know how much it was. It was a lot of land he had up there, and it all bordered that lake. And um, it was it was neat and it was fun. It was exciting enough. And it just kind of. I'd always wanted like if I if I wanted to retire somewhere, that would be where I wanted to retire. Someplace like this. He, and he's built it up since then. He he at one point he had uh, basically built the whole shell around the trailer. Is he still alive? Uh, Meryl just passed on, oh. um, but his family, I think his son's still in it, but are he, you, are you friends with the sons? Uh, I haven't touched him in decades, okay. but, um, he'd actually built a 20 bed camp, wow. built, built a shell around the trailer. The whole upstairs, upstairs was like big enough to hold 15 twin beds. These are the kind of people you want to make friends with. What the hell's wrong with you? Oh, <laughs> we were friends. This gentleman, I'll tell you, here, here's an example. This this guy was in the Navy. He came out of World War II. He's in the Navy. Went to work for GE. Um, and there was defense contracts. This this guy was a MacGyver. Like, if something needed to be built, he could build it and make it work. He uh, he uh, had a, he had a, had a, I remember, he had a pool. He had a 20 by 40 in ground pool, it was a big thing back back in there. It was a pain in the pool was a big deal, and uh, he built everything like his whole pump and filtration system. Built himself, hmm. worked. You know, it was just he was just an amazing, he was just an amazing man of, of the things he could put together and engineer and draw and draft and build. Just an amazing man. Just amazing. And, and our parents were, uh, you know, my dad in his own right. Worked for the phone company and other stuff he did, um, but yeah, you don't see that anymore either. It's oh yeah, I'm yeah. lucky. 
My my uh, my father was. I'm looking at my shoes. Ten times smarter, smarter than I was. My uncle, my father's brother, is ten times smarter than me. Uh, Heather's father is ten times smarter than me. He uh, he built their own house. I mean, like, right. yeah, this kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, stuff we just don't do anymore. You know, I mean, like, just I, you know, I, I put up a wall and I'm happy with myself. Well, I got some Dubai fours up and I got some cement there and I, I put get, up my. I get to nail the one without bending it. I'm like, give me, give me. I only smashed shit on my fingers ten times. Look at me. Yeah. So. Yeah, so Aaron, yeah, I can and I can see that now. I can see that now where I have no doubt there was a Sasquatch family living near the camp. I was just thinking about that area. And it was it wasn't on Indian, it was like one of the smaller lakes off Indian Lake. Right, right. But um even though there were camps up there, most of them were just like a building near the water. But a lot of un 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 Developed land. Oh, it's huge. There. People don't realize how big it is. If you ever go up to the BFRO website, you can actually look uh, by state all the different reports, New York State, Pennsylvania, whatever. And if you, there's other Bigfoot websites as well that have reports on them. And I tell you right now, Indian Lake is in a bunch of those. You know, it is oh, yeah. a, just a well known, um, yeah, Sasquatch uh, area. Yep, yep, yep. Yes, it, so it's, I saw a statistic, and this, this one scared me. Um, this is a frightening statistic. I'm put it out there. Twenty-five percent, twenty-five percent of the women in this country are on medication for mental illness. Twenty-five percent. I've dated 25%. a lot of them. Um, I can actually say that's true. And that's <laughs> and that's a scary number because there's thirty-five percent running around on medication. She doesn't listen to these shows anyways. What do I care? So, uh, yeah. Yeah, oh yeah. Tell me about it. Wow. But, um... Olympics? Uh, yeah, oh, I want to make, make a correction. Watching I want to make a correction. Um, I believe last week I said the Olympics were in China. They weren't. They were in South Korea. My mistake. I know. I know. I think we're throwing... Why the hell would you say China? Well, because I know it was one of those oh, Asian... Oh, nothing good. It's all Asian. <laughs> you know, it was a... I think what threw me—I am me, not Japanese. I'm Chinese. I think what threw <laughs> me was, I saw that one of the TV stations had put up um, one of their graphics. They put up by mistake said P.F. Chang's on it. <laughs> so I thought, you know, whatever. So I apologize. It was South Korea, uh, not China. But I will tell you, um, I have a new—I have a new appreciation for curling. I made fun of it the last week when I had the show that, you know, we had a good Russian doping scandal, came out of curling, <laughs> things like that. And it, you know, I, I appreciate that. But um, I work in a casino, and uh, anyone that works in a casino knows uh, if there's televisions on in a casino, they're on a sports channel. They're on something you can bet or something that you possibly could bet. And uh, so we have, we've had, along with Super Bowl reruns for the last 50 years and everything else that goes on, they had the Olympics. They had the Olympics sign up in the break room, and it was the it was the day of the curling finals. So you're watching, and you know it's kind of yeah, you kind of look at it, and they push the stones or whatever they call down, and I guess they're ones are called hammers, ah, whatever. So uh, what was funny? What was really funny is that we, we were getting into it, like it was the American team 
against after it was the Finns or the I think it was the Swedes, and uh, we're up and up and up. we're like all engrossed in this, this competition, and it's really. I take everything back about it. It's it's there's got to be some skill in that because it's a long. It doesn't look that long on television, but when you get some shots where it's panned back, it's a long distance. And to control that to go down and they're going in between other stones that are out there and hitting what they're aiming at and it, it's like pool, like pool where you have to hit it at an angle and it bounces off to the same angle going. You gotta watch. It's crazy. We're actually up in the break room cheering. When they make a good play. Wow. American won gold in that, curling. Uh, America, we didn't win a lot of gold. So we got our ass kicked this year. But the gold we won, we just stuck it in their team's butt and broke it off. Uh, women's hockey. Canada was looking for their fifth gold medal in, in women's hockey, and they were sure they had it. And the American women's team came in and just snatched that gold what year, what year? out of what year did we kick the shell out of the Russians? In 1981? Um, it was back in the 80s. It was. 80 or 81. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Must Roger, be 80. I don't think we have, I don't think we have a look at the American dad years. was actually on the team. I guess we did. No, it's 2018. What's that? Roger from American dad was actually on the team. Was he? Yeah, the little alien. It's a great episode. Yeah, I'm sure it is. So the American women took gold in hockey, which is beautiful. The Americans came in with their curling and took gold in the curling. I love curling. I want to. I want to. I want to. I can't bend, so I really couldn't curl. But I could drink and watch it. Let me tell you, that'd be a fun game to watch and drink at the same time. And have one of those shuffleboard games at the bar when you have it, so you can curl along with them. Just something like I mean, I, yeah, was, I, did, I don't get into that stuff. Um, uh, the the snowboarding was. I don't get into that, but they're spinning and jumping and. Snowboarding backwards and shit like that. I think it's all kind of whatever. Uh, figure skating and you know, speed skating. And, yeah. A couple good wipeouts in the speed skating. <laughs> but uh, overall, the curling was the curling was exciting. The hockey was exciting. Um, we won some gold. We didn't win a lot. But um, some of the gold that we won, we uh, won it with authority and took, took it out of the hands of someone that they thought they had won it. So... Anything we can do to piss off someone and ruin their day, God bless America. They want to get more viewers on these Olympics. They gotta enter. They gotta add a element of death, okay? Um, you know, some of these sports to get people to watch. I, I really think that. I mean, like, people want to see blood and guts. They really do. And you know, stop with the the pit pat shit and boxing. You know, for the Olympics, where you know hit with the white oh, glove oh, and all that crap. Oh, okay. Let's, keep going. I got something to get done. You know, let's. Let's let them fight to the death, you know, or at least 10 rounds, and whoever's last standing after 10 rounds wins the fight, or 50 rounds, or 20 rounds, whatever it may be. But let's, you know, let's make this a bloodbath. Let's let's get some blood squirting out. You know, or, you know, here's one for you. You know, like shit, you know, let's take the grizzly bear hunter guy and give him a knife in his hand, and, you know, he wants to be in Olympics, go put a fucking grizzly in the cage with him, and he's got a knife. You'll see how it comes on top. Let's... You get the gold medal if you kill the fucking grizzly bear before you bite your head off. Mixed, I mean, mixed mammal arts. Yeah, there you mixed go. Mixed mammal. Not mixed mammal, but mixed mammal. Mixed mammal arts. Mix up your mammals, throw them in a cage, see who wins. Yeah, new sport. That would there work. New sport. That would work. You know, I mean, this is the kind of stuff I want to see. You know, this is, you know, this would be entertainment to me. This, this is the kind of stuff that would get me entertained. And I don't even have cable, folks, because nothing on TV entertains me. Um, 
I watch Hulu Plus uh, for Rick and Morty, which I pointed out. I will watch American Dad. Um, I will watch South Park. Um, you know, these are things I watch. I can't even watch documentaries anymore for the most part because they're so slighted one way or the other. Um, although, uh, Patient 17 is a great documentary. You should watch it. Um, there's another UFO one uh, that's done by uh, Dr. Roger, not Dr. Roger Lear. Um, Dr. Geez, Roger. That Dr. Roger Lear is Dr. actually Phil? Patient 17. Dr. Phil? Uh, no. Dr. Hodge? No. Dr. Pepper? No, you wouldn't know. Dr. No. You would not die. Okay. Doctor, that's funny. Um... <laughs> Right. Doctor. Uh, anyway. That's uh, a good law. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there is a great documentary on Netflix. Uh, best evidence never told or best story never told, something like that. It's all UFO stuff. Um, but uh, Dr. Roger Greer, sorry. Dr. Greer. Greer. Uh, that's the guy you want to watch because uh, he has spent his life, now he's a trauma uh Doctor, uh -huh. uh, head of uh, trauma, uh, emergency services uh, for a very major hospital. Uh, obviously, you know all kinds of scientific papers and you know in relation to medical stuff to his name. Uh, list of credentials longer in your arm. Um, but his sidekick job is uh, he briefs presidents on the reality of UFOs. He actually uh, uh, the last president he briefed was uh, Bill Clinton. Uh, really? Yes, and Hillary Clinton was at the meeting as well. Um, this is documented, it's not make believe. Um, and uh, it's just stuff you gotta watch because he's uncovered stuff. He has official documents have been released. He's met with sitting presidents, former presidents, former um, uh, ministers of defense. And you just go on and on and on. And it's the guy has more information than anybody I know. And it will scare the living shit out of him. That's all I'm gonna tell you on that subject. Because you get to really see how deep, you know, you, you heard Trump. Maybe it was Trump where he was talking about dark forces or forces at work, mm -hmm. you know, not that long ago, uh, behind the scenes. And he was talking about, like, the FBI and the different forces within the FBI is what he was referring to, you know, the career-long bureaucrats that really run things. And he wasn't just talking about the FBI, he was talking about the government itself. Oh, yeah. He was pointing out that we have a very serious problem in this country. Like, Eisenhower tried to warn us when he left office, we have to be ever prevalent against the military-industrial complex gaining too much power within our society, and it's exactly what's happened. And Trump saw, sees it, and he started to point it out to people. He's called it dark forces or black forces or forces at work. There's this terminology he's been using, but Roger or Dr. Greer has the actual evidence. And when you listen to the guy and you see the documents he has, it will scare the living bejesus out of you. How deep there's a... I hate to say another government, but it yeah, almost government. is another government. Yeah, absolutely. Because there's no accountability to anybody. I, I have no doubt that that's the case. It's it's crazy. I mean, it literally scared the shit out of you. I mean, you okay, people are like, well, somebody would spill the beans about this or that. I'm like, no, you don't people understand. You can have Q clearance. My brother Mark has Q clearance, all right? But there's different levels of Q clearance. By the way, Q clearance is the highest official clearance there is in the United States government, just so you're aware, all right? But there's different levels to even that, all right? And my brother, like anybody else that has clue clearance, all right, can only view what specifically he needs for his job, all right? So there could be all kinds of shit outside his spectrum he would know nothing about, even though he has the highest classification officially. Clearance. Or clearance. But he doesn't know anything because it's not, it's not conducive to his job, so he doesn't have the right to view it. He doesn't have the means to view it, put it that way. And this is how they keep everything a secret. You only need to know what you need to know to do your job. And anything outside that spectrum 
Okay, you don't need to know. That's why you have different, you could have 10 research groups within the United States government, civilians actually, with Q clearance working on the same project. But each research group wouldn't be talking to the other one because they're working on different aspects of that secret program. Okay, and each individual within that research group can only discuss what's essential to their particular job that's essential to the other person within that group's job. I mean, that's how much they got this shit broken down. So when people say you can't keep a secret, bullshit. They, there was 25 million people were working on the atomic bomb at 26 different locations throughout the world. Okay, and sure the Russians do about it because they had two spies within the Manhattan Project. But other than that, it was a complete secret to the rest of the world. People forget that. I mean, it was millions, of billions in today's terms, of dollars being spent, millions of people involved, 26 or 27 different site locations throughout the world, okay, working on the most top secret program in the United States, and didn't come out until the bomb was dropped. Mm-hmm. You can't tell me they can't keep secrets. You just can't. Sorry, you can't. Oh, they can't. Yeah. Oh, no, no they, they can't. They can't. They can't. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And they haven't. Yeah. 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 So, what we're not keeping a secret is there's some business opportunities advertising with Diversity Broadcasting Network, and we're going to have Renee talk to you about those now. Hi, my name is Vin Gleason. I'm the Director of Marketing for Biz Exposure. And my name is Renee, and I'm the CEO of Diversity Broadcasting Network. We have partnered up with Biz Exposure to help lift your business off the ground. With over 31.8 million views to date, you can get your ad seen instantly. Our digital signage technology can drastically change and improve the way your company interacts and communicates with your customers. This allows you to deliver a personalized and instantly updatable message when and where is most effective for you, all the while reducing your costs and increasing your revenue. Join the ranks of many other growing businesses. Building a synergy between our advertisers, our hosts, and our team of representatives and resellers is our biggest priority. Contact me at vin at bizexposure.com or call me personally, 315-209-5044. Partner with us. Our partnership with local business owners like you is the foundation of our business model. We extend opportunities and power local businesses. And we're back. So oh, my gosh. I know. If you're a small business owner, uh, BizExpose is something you may want to look at. And uh, you can contact Renee about that, or Frank, I think Frank was his name, and uh, they can hook you up. So, uh, Jeff was just talking about some stuff, and it prompted me to go back through and look, and we talked about the Mixed Mammal Arts, which is a new new martial arts arts competition that involves (laughs) you and some other mammal from the planet. Uh, But what we have, and... And I hate being right all the time. You are right. And we discussed it back, nice on, wife, back on show 15 <laughs> in September. In September of 2017, we talked about this. And uh, as predicted on show 15 in September 2017, McGregor, Mayweather, coming back in the act. To gang. You know, is that facts? I haven't seen anywhere so. else other oh, yeah. than what it's, you showed me. You sure that's not fake news by the Russians? I don't, it wasn't fake news by the Russians. <laughs> I think it is. Uh, back in February 6th, that, that came out. I think it is. I think they might be working on some final details. I, I oh, don't, come I don't on. see it happening. I, don't, I see it happening. I don't see it happening. You predicted it. I'm, I'm going to tell happening. you why. A couple different reasons. Okay? Uh, Mayweather is physically too small to be in that kind of uh, physical competition. He's too old. Um, third, uh, he, people don't realize that Mayweather... He really did toy with him. I don't. 
think people real. I mean, I could see it. I'm a former fighter. I knew what he was doing. He toyed with them just long enough to give people a show. He was never hurt. He was never bothered. Not once through that entire fight. But he didn't even spar to practice for that fight. Not once. You know why? He has extremely weak hands. All right. As soon as he hits something, his hands start to hurt. His, uh, how do you get a broken hand, folks, by the way, and why boxing gloves were invented? Boxing gloves were not invented to protect the face or the head. They were, prevent, they were invented to protect the hand. Because when the hand hits something in a fist form, you have actually wear tendons in your hand, and they spread apart and break, and that's how you get a broken hand from the impact. Mayweather has very weak tendons in his hands. Okay, Most fighters do when they get old because their hands are so beaten up from even hitting the weight bag. All right? So I have a hard time holding pens, and this is no joke. My hand range sucks. So when he hits something, his hands will instantly get fractured and broken up really fast. So he didn't even spar to practice for that fight. He didn't even spar. Okay? And the guy was out of the ring for two years. He didn't even spar. He knew he could beat him. He wasn't so worried about it. So but let me finish. Just be perfect. No. What I'm saying is his only advantage would be the boxing, the, the, the correct punch throwing, because no offense to martial arts fighters, you don't know how to throw a punch, and that's a fact, I'm sorry you fucking don't, and that's a fact, okay? Mayweather does. Even without gloves on, he will fuck you up. But the good thing for McGregor is Mayweather can hit you one or two times at this point, and his fist is going to be shot, and he's going to have a broken hand, and he's going to get his ass kicked. That's why I think Mayweather's smart enough to realize this and say, this would be really dumb, I'd be twisted in a pretzel at worst, okay, or at best. You know, and if I get one or two lucky shots, I'll hopefully I knock them out. If I don't, I'm screwed. So I think this is a terrible mistake. I don't think it's real. I just think it could be that dumb. I don't. Oh, I think Jeff understands how dumb people can be. Anyway, so speaking of dumb people, uh, one of the things that was on our feed on Facebook and I wanted to get into was the college academia idiots want to eliminate the word man from things. <laughs> because mankind. You fucker! Yes. Mankind. Human. Human. They want to get rid of the man. Human. Hugh person, I guess. I don't know. Um, it should be Hugh, Hugh it at this Hugh, point. Hugh it. Uh, they, they have and I want I want is it Purdue? I can't remember exactly which college, which college it is, but they've launched into their whole English program, English syllabus, English whatever, that they are eliminating the word man from things. If it has the word man in it, it needs to be eliminated because that, whatever, weakens women's position. I don't know. what, are they, But they want to eliminate the word man. Why? Why? What is wrong with you people? I don't know, but the Russians are laughing at us. They're laughing at us. We're that fucking weak. But go ahead. Well, then, there, human, <laughs> and it's it's on it's on it's on Facebook. It's on our Facebook site. Um, got posted this past week. Um, yeah, they they and they and they. I guess what's scares They buy into this. They're they're. I can understand if someone was like talking about this and they were. Like goofing on us, but they're serious about this. They they feel the need to, you know, emasculate anything that has the word man in it. Human, human, human. Why? What? What are we at that point? Well, I guess we're not because we're no longer human because we're no longer male, female. We're it. Uh, we identify as 
a tortoise, as a chinchilla, whatever we identify as. And we just keep spiraling out of control about the things we want to change. The, the whole Me Too thing is still going strong. <laughs> and uh, even now, like, it's, it's gotten crazy. There's, uh, there's news stories out there. And it's, it's gone beyond just the celebrity aspect of things. Where there are women bringing suit or charges against former men, one-night stands, whatever, saying that they were accosted. That it was, you know, it was, you know, they may have thought it was consensual at the time, but now that they look back at it... It wasn't consensual. It wasn't consensual. That they were... They were intimidated by this man's job position or whatever it was. I am uh, personally and in this they, they gave in to that pressure to have sex. I am I'm a this little, is wrong. Look, I'm a little worried about this. I'm not even joking. Wrong. Okay, I have led um, when I got divorced, I went through a second childhood in some ways. I had a lot of fun. Okay. I did things that most guys would dream of and it's a fact. I'm not boasting here. And, uh, no, I really didn't. No, dude, seriously. We were new to the stories. Holy yeah. shit. Two women, no problem. I did stuff. I can't go on a show about this. But anyway, who knows who's listening. But seriously, I had a blast. All right. You know, and I want to apologize to all the women right now that I may have sensed it. Naked pictures of myself, too, at one point. Yeah. Um, it led to some good things sometimes, and some other women didn't find it so funny or uh, uh, attractive. Uh, but some did, and it worked. Um, so I, so the ones who <laughs> didn't appreciate it back then, I do apologize. Uh, you want to continue on now, sir? I got um, my apology out of the way. <laughs> so yeah, so just apologize. That, uh, I make I make no apologies. Um, <laughs> I make no apologies. For those naked pictures, he said. I, you know, I don't, I don't send naked pictures. I know, man's got to know his limitations, as Clint would say. So we don't do naked pictures. And if I do, I'm not apologizing for them. They were sent to you for a reason. Try <laughs> to make you sick and disgusted, but whatever. Um, but yeah, this whole, you know, again, we're in, we're in a culture of whatever, whatever goes. Why you consented? Don't don't come back. Umpteen years later. Umpteen years later, even don't don't come back. You know, a month later, a week later, and say, oh well, you know, I was just. I was, you know, intimidated by his job or his position or his car, you know, the the twenty shots I let him buy me, you know, whatever. Um, this little me too thing has just gone too far, and I in no way condone sexual harassment unless it's you know happening to me or being intimidated and doing things. But we're back to personal responsibility. Personal responsibility. These actresses that after a decade of successful career turn around and say, oh, well, I was harassed into doing this way back when. And it's not right. I'm not sure how it's right that you make a bad choice. You profit from that bad choice. Yep. And then you say, 
oh, I made a bad choice and I've made millions of dollars from it, but you know what? I need that person prosecuted for making me make that bad choice. You could have said no. You could have said, I have more integrity than this, and I will become a famous actress some other way. Right. Or you'll work and a you, diner the rest of your life. But that's a choice you make. And then you said, well, it wasn't, you know, that wasn't the way it was back then. Well, why is that? Because you allowed it to happen. See. I don't mean to make you the victim. Just but if enough women didn't allow that to happen, then they would have found another way to start their career. This all started when we stopped allowing them to be barefoot and pregnant working in the kitchen. When we allowed them to get jobs and bring income to the family... <laughs> this is when yeah, the problem is, started. Yeah, this is where the email started. So thank you very much for that. Um, again, I... I'm joking, folks. Really, I am just joking. I was trying to be funny. <clears throat> and it, and it's, you know what? It's not just... It's not just women. The sexual harassment thing... I get it and I don't. So... You know, here's, here's a, a funny story. Here's, this is ties into this. Okay, okay. all right. So all right. me and Angela went up to the lakes somewhere, fun wine tours or something. Oh. Right? Now, I knew Angela, but I mean, like, I didn't know him, though. I know him now way better than I did then, like that first trip we hung out. Oh, okay. But you put your hand on my knee. I don't know if you remember this. Did I? Yes, you went like this. You went, oh, probably did. And I had a couple beers in me. I'm like, can you just fucking make a pass to me? <laughs> <laughs> I could have. could have. <laughs> You went, you okay there, Jeffy boy? <laughs> I kid you not. Yeah, I like, did. No, I probably no, did. No, I was. I was like, I, half, I was half in a bag. I'm like, did these people pass me? <laughs> I have a tendency to do, <laughs> I have a tendency to do some things that make people feel uncomfortable. And I was. If for no other reason. Yeah, I'm drunk, right? <laughs> if for no other reason to make them yeah, feel right, uncomfortable. And this gigantic guy just, you know, slapped me on my ass or my knee or whatever, asked me if I'm okay, and then, you know, I know he's carrying a gun, and, you know, where's this going? Am I going to be with a gun against my head? You know, you know, what, what, how's this going to go? <laughs> Rent the movie Deliverance, you'll understand. <laughs> Squeal out pig! Squeal! <laughs> if I start calling you Ned, as a Ned Beatty, you know you're in trouble. All right, I'm joking. Um, but that was a funny story. What the fuck was that? Oh, sexual harassment. Um, so, I won't say... Because I don't want to give too much away because I don't want this. Because this is an active case. But there, there is a situation. And this is kind of the reverse. This is why I think sexual harassment is just, it's a made-up female thing. Because I'm not sure where the males would come in with sexual harassment. Unless she just so... And that's the other thing with sexual harassment. I'll get to that in a minute. But anyways, so we there is a gentleman, older, and when I say older, older than me, so he's 55, 60 years old, who leveled sexual harassment charges against one of the supervisors at work. Oh, shit. She is substantially younger than he is. She is in. She is in. She is in a relationship. <laughs> Why? I'm not naming names. Okay, continue. And 
there's just unless she is a super freak super freak it's like super freaky like Rick James super freak there is no way she would sexually harass this guy absolutely absolutely no fucking way well, okay now absolutely um, no way uh, Anvil, there are women out there who find older gentlemen extremely... I mean, there's a fetish. It's an actual fetish. Dude. I, Not possible. I'm, 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 I'm okay. sorry. I'm I sorry. met this girl once. This is a true story. This is about 10 years ago. Right? She was hotter than shit. She was an 8 out of a 10. No mm-hmm. joke. She okay. was hot, okay? Okay. And, you know, we hung out a few times. Blah, blah, blah. I was trying to see where this was going, blah, blah, blah. And she finally told me she was younger than me. I'm 8 years younger than me at that time. And she says, you know what? You're just not my type. And I'm like, oh, we hang out. We're having a great time. You know, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, you know, I want to know. I'm like, well, what is it? And she's like, you're going to laugh. And I'm like, what? And she goes, I like older guys. I go, well, okay. I am older than you. Right. She goes, no, you don't understand. She goes, I like really older guys. And that's fine. Yeah, and, I'm just telling you, it happens. And there are, and there are older and there are older guys. Me too. Okay? Me too. Okay. It happened to me. Okay. <laughs> One of the components, one of the components of sexual harassment is the fact that one party is ugly. Huh? Not to be ugly, that's oh, sexual harassment. Oh, you do. No. You do. Come on. You do. <laughs> The same women that are appalled by sexual harassment will take a look at a good-looking guy and make rude comments about what he could do to her. Oh, I've never heard a woman talk like that. Oh, well, you've been hanging with the wrong one, obviously. <laughs> I'm lying, folks. Okay. I'm lying. They'll take a look at, you know, an actor and... They're like, yeah, he can be a Viking with me anytime. He can rape and pillage me anytime he wants. So they say that with the actor that plays whatever, good looking actor. They also must say that with Rodney Dangerfield. You know what I'm saying? So if Rodney Dangerfield did the same thing that Tatum. Chatham, Tatum, Chain, Chain, whatever his name is, dead. There'd be two different results. There is some truth to this. There'd be two, there'd be two different results. Correct, correct. So I'm telling you, one of the components of sexual harassment is that the harasser is usually ugly. Right. And I'm gonna I'm gonna back your story up with this short story, and I don't mean to interrupt you, but it, 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 it plays right into this, and it supports you. Uh, I did date a direct supervisor at one point at Sam's Club. I wasn't the manager yet. Mine was. I should not have been banging her. And she definitely should not have been banging me. We both oh, could have been terminated if we were caught. All right? And I learned a lot from her, and I'll tell you why. She was younger than me, okay? But, you know, she was a manager, so she worked in the cash office, and she knew all the girls. And the story she told me about what women discuss would blow your fucking mind. I no. never knew no. at 31 years old. I didn't know at 31 years old that women were just as funny as we were, and they oh. talked just as dirty as men oh, do. Oh. And so she told me all the shit they were saying. And it'd be funny because they would talk about me once in a while, and other guys that you know work. Oh, would you do this guy or that guy? And she'd be laughing because she was banging me, and these women are talking about me, you know. And you know, and the things they would say is oh. shocking, folks. Women are disgusting. You, they are. are. They're pigs. They're pigs. Pigs. 
Uh, a woman's bathroom at a bar. Ooh. Ten times. Ten times more disgusting. Every store ever was a man's rat. Every store ever was a man's rat. The woman's room was always worse than the men's room. Every store. Every store. I, I, worked, I worked many decades at bars as a bouncer and things like that. And women are disgusting, especially when they're drunk. Yeah, they're pigs. God, and God forbid they be drunk on their period. <laughs> I will tell you, the, the tampon never makes it into that little bucket. Yeah, it's right. usually flung up against the wall <laughs> or something along those lines. It's just wrong. Just wrong. Yeah. So, anyways, Vincent, so, so that's the component for women when they're sexually harassed. So, the component for men is kind of the same. Usually, if a man's being harassed and he feels the need to complain about it, the woman's probably not real attractive. Or the opposite, is that they pick someone that would probably never ever harass them just to make the story sensational. It's it's a scam. It's a myth that happens, but it doesn't happen. I don't know. It's one of these things that it just gets abused. And I'm not saying people don't get harassed, but you can say no. You can walk away. You can do a lot of things now. There's a lot of options out there for people. And if they say, well, there isn't, then they're just lying to themselves to take the easy route off. Yeah, I, uh, so, at work, I'm, so, I don't know about you, but at work, I'm extremely careful. I work in a very female-oriented environment. The vice president's a female. My direct boss is a female. Uh, most of the, the, the people who work there are female. Um, I don't get involved in most conversations. I stay to myself just because of that fear. Um, you could say one thing the wrong way, and one person takes it the wrong way, and next thing you know, you're being Jesus Christ up on the crucifix. That ain't right. happened in Jeffy's ass. Jeffy's right. ass stays quiet. You know, so. right. I have actually a little uh, a saying across the top of my computer screen. I, I printed there, and I taped it over, and it says, and I typed it out, and it says, never tell people what you're thinking. I actually got it from the Godfather book, the first one. Never tell people what you're thinking. Always keep your mouth shut. You know, not in the show, never, never but at work. Family business. Yeah, I always keep my mouth shut. So, yeah, so, not that I don't, I, I get sexual harassment, I know it happens, but I think it's a, not a scam, but it's very subjective, and just because it's not fair and equal across the board, I got a problem with it. Just like these, just like these kids that, uh. The, the boy kids, the boy kids, male kids, that are seduced by their teacher. Yeah, those women get a and, slap and on they, the wrist. And they wonder, and they wonder, and again, I, I will tell you, I, I don't know, I, as a, as a male, and I've seen these teachers, and the teachers are not unattractive. No, they're, they're not unattractive. Most of the time, they're very So, I'm, I'm thinking... Why open your mouth? 16, 15, 16, <laughs> 17 year old boy. I'm not having a problem with it. This is not me too. It's yeah. why not me too? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was absolutely. And I, I was thinking the same thing. Like, what, why was this happening? And I get that's wrong. School? I get it's wrong. I get it's technically pedophilia on some of these. It's because they're younger than the teacher and blow this, blow that. Um, but there is definitely double standard, and I can't say that. Well, there know, shouldn't be. And 
I mean, let's think about this. What do you think is going to happen when you take a young teacher at 21 or 22 years, 22 years old, is fresh out of college, or 23 for that matter, stick him in a classroom with 17, 16, and 18-year-old boys? What do you think is going to happen? Are you that stupid society? Really? Come on. I mean, they're so close in age, you almost have to expect this to happen at this point. Right. Not necessarily... I'm not saying it's all right. Wind up in someone's husband being dead, but... Yeah. Well, yeah, it's just, I don't, no. it's just sex. Yeah, it's just sex. Sex for grades. Yeah. I'm good with sex for grades. Right, They're not right, learning yeah. anything anyway, so and you know they might as well learn something. You know, here's the, the double grade. standard. All right, I understand the age difference, right? but with these teachers, it's usually three or four years age difference. That's what people aren't getting. Maybe five, okay? But you go to a college campus and look at this. I know for a fact because I have friends whose fathers were, you know, professors, okay? And what these sick bastards did to give out extra credit would make your toes curl, okay? And these young girls would do it willingly to get better grades. So this shit happens, and this is why I have a big problem with college today. Way overpriced, way overpaid pieces of shit are in colleges as professors, they really are. And the sick shit a lot of them do would twist your fucking mind. And and granted, I, I can't blame just the professors because the girls go along with it for better fucking grades, but. I know for a fact the shit that goes on. It's some sick shit. This is obviously a whole other show we're talking about. Oh, yeah. But, this is some sick and shit. And we do not have time to get into it right now with all of it. But, yeah, there's a, there's definitely an issue, along with everything else in the country, with sexual standards and morals and what we allow, what we don't allow. We're a cesspool. We're a cesspool. Yeah, you should talk about the fucking harbor in New York City, okay? But do we bring it on ourselves? Do we Have we put such a... A stigma and in such on sex that we we drive people towards it. Well, we got we got kids in fucking second grade putting condoms on fucking you know uh, uh, bananas. I mean, are you kidding me? I mean, we're pushing it in their minds. I mean, come on. Condoms on bananas. Um, okay. They are. They're doing that. Second grade now. It's fucked up. I didn't. I didn't ask you the story about the condoms on bananas. But, but no. But the, the whole point: sex is being pushed on these kids at an earlier and earlier and earlier right. stage. And they keep, pushed on. And absolutely. the left wing nut fucking suck, sick son of a bitches keep trying to justify it. Okay. You're sick. What the fuck's wrong with you people? It's fuck. Let them be kids for a little bit. You sick farts. Okay. All right. Speaking of second graders. I don't say bananas and condoms, but second graders. Uh, my son-in-law posted that he kept both his kids home from school today because apparently there were threats made to the JC school system. Yes, there was of a active shooter or shooting possible, something, something like that. Yeah, the JC police are there all day today. They had armed security inside the school, outside the school. Was it one specific school? Or was it the JC school system? It was the system, and it was made by a student that was not a student at JC, nor a student at Binghamton. He was living in Binghamton, but he did not go to Binghamton's high school as well. And he's been charged with terrorist threats. But with but with all the... And think about the, the, the resources. JC Police Force isn't that big. And there's the high school, there's at least one elementary school, if not more. You know, I think about Vestal. Vestal has probably, between elementary, middle, and high school, probably has almost a dozen schools. How do you stretch a police force that maybe has three officers on a road any given day to cover a dozen schools? That's just crazy. Yeah. You know, so, um, 
you know, you, no, your man's you, fine. When they had the DW check, DWI checkpoints, you got seven fucking JC police officers. You know, what, when I was no. cars. so don't Jeff, tell me there's fucking Jeff, Jeff, They're not stretched there. Jeff at talks all. about the DWI checkpoint. <laughs> it's it's false false news. Don't listen to him. <laughs> don't listen to him. But I told my I told my son in law. I said, hey, you know what? I got Monday Tuesdays off. If that's a problem, I'm more than happy going to school for the day with my kids, my grandkids. Now I guarantee you, it they'll be safe. They'll be safe. You, you can't carry a gun in there either. Watch me. <laughs> Watch me. And folks, we have our actor shooter right Watch, here in the studio. Watch tonight. me. <laughs> and you know what? I'll take the risk of a cop accidentally shooting when, when he finally gets there. <laughs> but I'll guarantee you, by the time the cop gets there, someone will be on the ground in wherever firearm was used would be back in its holster and done. Um, again, we're back to this. We're in the last few minutes. We're back to this. I got, I got no problem defending my grandkids if I had to. Hey, you see, number three won the Daytona 500 again. Finally, after all these years, car number three. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, there was a big thing. Who's about sitting the, right behind you? If you look at two. The big thing about the Daytona thing, they yeah. did a lot. Yeah. They did a lot of recaps. Of old day, they ran day, old Daytona races <laughs> all day at the television at the casino. Reruns of things. This is probably the reruns. This may be the second or third Daytona 500 I ever watched. I uh, after 2001 when Earnhardt was killed, I stopped watching racing for the most part. I haven't been back to a race. I, I go to you know I go to the Grand Prix for the old cars, the old Trans Am right. race, but that's it. All right. So we we're near the end. Actually, going to run a little bit over because by the time all the music gets in and things like that, we're going to be over. We just bored. That bored you? No, why? I was just curious. Okay, go ahead. No, we're at the end. We're at the end, dude. I'm not. Oh. I'm not brushing you off. We're at the end. Right, okay. We've gone. Can two, I, can we've I, gone can two I, plus can hours. I do the ending. I want to do the um, You tell me when. Yeah, I will. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, thank you, Renee, for indulging us. Uh, we are on Diversity Broadcasting Network from nine to after eleven Fridays, and um, that's www.diversitybroadcastingnetwork.com. Please take a listen. And glad, Jeff. Give us your ending. My ending is: Let your mind be the starship that propels mankind into the future. Yeah. Healing frequencies have been closed. <laughs> <laughs>